Welcome to Pat's Cast, the unofficial Regina Pat's podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. And we are a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Alton Joseph at center of the new season is underway here at the Brant Center. Pat's in the offensive zone. Give it right, right circle. Carries around the back of the goal. Wrap around, try, stop, rebound, scores. There's Sloan Stanek's first of his Western Hockey League career. Wrap around, try, sticks, a rebound, scores! Robbie Holmes! And we got a one goal game! Before we get into anything today, I want to give a shout out to probably one of our more uh, interactive fans and people that talks to us the most, and that's Scott. Just want to give him a, a bit of an acknowledgement that he lost his dad last week. So just to let you know, Scott, that. Uh, we uh we saw that and we we were thinking of you okay yeah long time season ticket holder too yeah i think there there was a little acknowledgement at the game too i don't know if that was yeah I, was it was it his dad i believe so i about? it was a little before the game and i wasn't in my seat or anything so i didn't quite catch it all yeah Anyway, we do want to shake things up a little bit. As as you know, going into this season, Chris was got on board with dubnetwork.ca. And with that, got a little more access, press access. So what we want to do is, anyone watching on Twitter won't get this. We're going to add in the interviews after. But what we're going to do is uh, play those for you. Uh, I think they were really good. We have uh, Austin Pratt up first, then Ty Cole, and then to Dave Struish. And these are comments after the uh, season opener game against Musha on Friday. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, a full month of, uh, you know, working hard, training the right way, eating the right way, just, you know, full team practices. I think, uh, you know, that's, that's a big benefit. So, I know it feels amazing. I mean, what, like I said, you know, a full month of, of doing everything, and it finally came out tonight. Dave talked for a little while. They, they got the roster down pretty quick about really honing in and being ready for game one. You guys looked like you were a team that was ready to go at the start. Did you feel that way? Oh, for sure. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, we had a full month of together as a line, so, you know, you start clicking early, and, uh, you know, it showed that uh, when we play the right way, we're a really good team in this league, and, you know, as long as we don't take, uh, we stay out of the box, I think it's going to be a good year. You uh, said you wanted to be a captain that holds guys accountable, and this is a game where a lot of penalties took place for you guys. So what's, what's the message here to the group? You know, I think everyone knows. I mean, a lot of them were just, like, moving your feet kind of penalties. So, you know, it's the first game, too. So, I mean, a lot of guys are going to learn. So it's not uh, – we ended up with the win, so we're not going to harp on it too hard just as long as it kind of starts trickling out of our game. How good did it feel to get that full 20 seconds into the game against these guys? Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you always want to get your first one out of the way as quick as you can to start to uh, start rolling. So, you know, that felt really good. That was a good shot by Holtzy. And, you know, it's just how we've been playing, get to the net, good tips. Is it a confidence booster? I know that it's not the same teams as last year, but these guys kind of dominated you last year. So is it good to get this win early against them? Yeah, both teams hate each other. So, you know, whenever, whenever we get uh, a win against them, it feels uh, pretty good. What did you think of the resiliency come back in the third there after they, you guys kind of dominated the first and they pushed back in the second? We knew the pushback was coming. We just didn't know when it was going to happen. You know, it happens every game. So, you know, I think uh, we honed it pretty good. They they got their goals, I believe, all on uh, uh, power plays. So once we once we started staying out of the box, I thought we, we took it to them and just... Yeah, I know we, we spent the last month preparing for this. Uh, you know, we, we were looking for a great starting weekend, and 
obviously the first one's you know super important and we're looking for the same thing tomorrow uh, you know, we, we've been working hard in practice for the past month and, uh, you know, when we were put together, we, we just said, you know, this weekend we want to go hard and, and uh, just try and get a good win for the team. And, and obviously 20 seconds in, it worked out. You know, everybody's busting the net and it's just all the small details that we worked on for the past month that are just coming into play now. Yeah, no, we had a lot of chances. Like, we, we were definitely in their end majority of the game. Uh, we, were, we were hounding the puck. Uh, we had a lot, a lot of shots and, you know, I had a, a couple, a couple fumbles, but... Uh, I, you know, that last one felt pretty good to get, so. Is it good to get started off on the right foot against O'Reilly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. We, we've, uh, obviously, last year we hated playing these guys. Like, it's, you know, and they hate playing us, and it's the same thing. And um, it's it's really good to, to beat these guys and start the season off with a good one. What's the message in the locker room? Because I said there was a lot of penalties out there today. Yeah, you know, that's, we were trying to stay disciplined. Uh, that's that's kind of a goal for our team for the next, uh, for this, throughout the season, I mean. And, uh but like I said, we have a good good penalty kill, and it's, it's good that we can rely on them. But uh, we do need to stay disciplined because it almost did come come back to bite us in the ass. So. Very early in the season, but do you think this team has enough what it takes to make that playoff push this year? Yeah, I believe so. I believe that uh, everybody has the same mindset. You know, we all we all had a good summer, came back, and everybody's you know you could tell right when you walk in on the first day, everybody had the the focus and the the winning mindset, and we've talked about it all the time. You know, every day. Uh, worked on the small details, and you know I think our team's a really hardworking team, and that's that's one of the you know one of our staples of our game is working hard and out competing the other team. Is, uh, is your line looking to really lead this team this year? I mean, you know, I, I think it was good today that we, we had a good click, um, but you know I, I think we want our, our whole team engaged, uh, all four lines. You know, everybody brings something to the table. We all work hard, and I think that. It doesn't matter what line it's out there. I think everybody can score. Um, but, you know, it, it is good, you know, to get it started and get it rolling early on. And then it just kind of just started, you know, snowball effect. Uh, and goals were kind of just going in and we were hounding them. And I think the energy brought from that first one really got us the leverage in that game. And, yeah. you know, we just stayed on top of them all game. So it was good. Yeah. Did you like the pushback in the third after they scored two? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we did get a little... You know, I, I wouldn't even say nervous. I think uh, we knew that five on five, we were out competing them, and that we, when we got the puck deep and we were in their end, we were just absolutely working them. So I think that when we did get a couple penalties, you know, guys were a little scared. But like I said, we, we have a lot of trust in our penalty kill. And, um, you know, I, I think as soon as it's five on five, you know, we were just in their end, racking the shots up. And I had a lot of confidence in our team. So. Um, the win is fantastic. The last month of work that we put into the daily routine has paid off. Five on five, we were really good tonight, so we're really, really happy. It's, uh, the players deserve it. Uh, we've talked about winning this game right from day one, and uh, that was our goal, and we achieved it here tonight. And you can't win two on the weekend if you don't win tonight, so we've got to be ready for tomorrow night and, and hopefully have the same start that we had. How did these guys get the message then about penalties if you're not going to Play the way we played in the first period. Play hard and play the right way and have the puck. You won't take as many penalties. Um, and again, I go back to what we've talked about from day one. We focus on winning this first game, and uh, we've achieved one of our goals, and we need to obviously focus on tomorrow night now and, and, and getting two more points. A team that was focused. I mean, and then even if you look into the second and third, when it was five on five, we, we got the puck in. We did things right. We got some more opportunities. We got some momentum back. And uh, a, lot of it, a lot of it has to do with the last month of the work that these guys have put in. And what our focus was on. Our focus was on being ready for this first game and getting the win. 
Um, you know, I, the, however the things went tonight, our bench didn't get down. We still remained positive, um, and everybody was ready for their next shift. With those interviews, what what stood out to you? Um, basically, they all said they had well prepared coming into the season. They had lots of time. They were working working together. They had lines going, so they were getting lots of good reps together. That's what I noticed too. They both said um, that they had like a month month of line. Like so, I don't know. You think about the last few years. Remember the lines were always always changing and and looking for that chemistry. And I, I mean, from that Friday night game, it looks like they had found some chemistry already, and they've had that consistency that they've been working with for a while. It sounds like from both Pratt and Cole mentioned that and. Uh, we can get into the game after we talk about Struch's comments, though. But uh, it was, it was definitely you could see that that comfort and some of that chemistry already in the first game, which is something we haven't, we didn't really see last year and even the last couple seasons. Yeah, they're always switching up lines, looking for that nice combination, and it, it's kind of encouraging that they found something already. Yeah, they had Holt on that with Holmes, I think, Holmes and Pratt in the one preseason game. Yeah. And uh, they looked pretty good together as well. So obviously they they mixed up a little bit, but I think there's been some consistency with that, right? They're not just throwing everybody's name in a hat and pulling names, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now getting to Struce's interview, <laughs> it was kind of funny. He, I, anyone watching that game was obviously a little bit disgusted in the the amount of penalties as well and he was he wasn't even talking he wasn't even commenting yeah he was so mad literally had no comment on (laughs) the penalties he was so upset about them if we play like we did in the first period we won't be taking penalties if we've got the puck we won't be taking penalties so i mean it's obviously an ongoing thing because we've had penalty issues for years now. Yeah. It's just kind of, it just, we can't seem to get oh, rid of it. Roy's was, one of the highest penalized teams. I was just having flashbacks to last year when we were just atrocious. We had took so many penalties and then our PK was just abysmal. You know, it looked a little ugly. better. It uh, looked better, but I'd rather not see no, it. No, I know. Like, <laughs> as much and we as gave we up are. two in the first game. It was the only two goals we gave up. Yeah. We yeah, exactly. Penalty kill. But you know, like it goes back to like even like sixteen seventeen like guys were getting sat because they were taking dumb penalties yeah and that, like and we were sitting our top end guys because they were taking stupid penalties and it, it, we just I don't know what the culture is like I think just there's different players it, that's the thing it's a totally different team there's I no know, but it just kind of fingerprints left from that team no there's nobody left but it kind of just trickles down I right because there's people that were here there yeah it, it just. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. So yeah, it, it's game one. I was really surprised by Strush's, uh not comment, but just his demeanor against. It. He's like, yeah, we're not even talking about it. Like, well, and you know, it, it, and they spoke. The players spoke out. Of, they they kind of alluded to it a little bit too. But yes, yeah. Um, I listened to an interview with Strush that was on nine eighty earlier in the week before the before the game, and they were talking about the difference between last season and this. And last season the organization had committed that it was a rebuilding season and that was okay. The tone for this year is to win. Like they are, they're not okay with just going out there and making some mistakes and learning from them. I'm sure that yeah. that's still going to happen, but it, it's not, 
they're not just okay with that. They there is a now they're rebuilding that culture of winning. Yeah, and you could hear it in the interview. I think it was Cole. He was saying, Ty Cole was saying, he was already talking about tomorrow, like the Saturday game and winning yeah. that game. Yeah, like they were happy with this win, but they were already moving on to think about the next one. And he was already in his mind. He was yeah saying they were going to win and they were going to be two and zero. And and that's just a different. And I don't know if they're coached that way. If that's the way, there must be the culture in the the dressing room right now. Well, even Stu said that he's like, you can't win both games in a weekend if you don't win the first game. So he's like, yeah, we won the first game. Now we need to see that good start, that good yep. energy in tomorrow night's game. He was addressing it as well, looking already ahead. Like this game's over, this done in the past. What's happened's happened. Yeah, we won it. Good and we're moving on to tomorrow. It kind of reminds me of, that was kind of a Russell Wilson-ism when they were doing well and they won the Super Bowl. They always just said after when they were 1-0, right? It didn't matter what the record was. They won this game and that was great, but that's it and it's on to the next one. Even Bill Belichick, when he gets dumb questions or questions <laughs> he won't answer, yeah. we're focused on the next game. Yeah. We're focused on the next game. Yeah. It was just a little bit different to see this year already uh, that, that passion and that drive which is it was subtle but it was there it was it was nice to see uh so speaking of that first game <laughs> after that first period i think we both sat there and we were just in awe yeah it was un-freaking believable i didn't we haven't seen hockey like that well we've seen it on the other side <laughs> last year we we saw ourselves on the getting beat up like that I hadn't seen the Pats play like that in, well, since that six, six, the 52, yeah, the 52 yeah. win year. Because we didn't they, have that the year after. No, no, no. Even when we were good, we were not that good. No. Like, it was just a style of hockey that, and I don't know the if it was just Moose Jaw was just, they were looking terrible too. They were making some of the worst passes I'd seen in a long time, but we were still, we were just, it was a really dominating period yeah musha had two shots we had two goals yeah now yeah, we that had, we had 15 shots lots of and what i noticed lots of guys going to the net lots of tips mm -hmm. there was lots yeah. of rebounds i noticed so last year it felt like all of our shots were getting blocked and it was either missing nets it, it seemed like we were just shooting for the sake of shooting to get it just to try mm -hmm. but now it, it this game it seemed like uh, they were looking for the tip or, or the, there was sometimes it even looked like they intentionally missed the yeah. net to get the play off the, the, board. the back wall and, or even a guy at the side of the net looking yeah. for a backdoor pass tip kind of thing. Yeah. The movement, it was, and there was lots of rebounds there. Birkin was le letting out oh, lots. Yeah. But he was getting shelled. I don't Yeah. No, it, it wasn't all his fault, but I mean, there was lots of, it wasn't just we're shooting and he's making the save and getting a whistle. There was rebounds. There was second yeah. chances. So yeah, I was thoroughly impressed by that first period. And you knew Moose Jaw was going to push back. They weren't just going to sit there right. and roll over. I mean, they looked so bad in the first Yeah, that I, I couldn't believe that that would continue. And it, it, didn't the second period certainly was was much more even um and then yeah the the penalty parade started there and uh kind of got a little worrisome there. <laughs> and that's the thing with hockey like so we absolutely dominated one period and we we had two goals on them and yeah really 
mean, that's okay, but for the amount of chances we had. Yeah, and I the way the puck control, we should have. You have to. A couple more. And it's all sports. If you could outshoot them, and we saw the next game, you can outshoot them, but if you don't score, it doesn't matter. No. Nobody cares. <laughs> like, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's only a 2 nothing game. Like they're That's not a hard deficit. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's not four or five after yeah. the first period. Yeah. And it was probably just enough that take a couple penalties and here here and there and just left the door open a little bit for them and and they they took advantage of it yeah so good for them they showed some resilience there because they got just pummeled in the first period yeah yeah so to come back and and do that yeah and then tied it right back up so yeah um and then penalties i mean we're, we're looking at seven for us again versus one for them and then the there was one late penalty, was there not, in the third? Where yes. you're thinking, come on, like, okay, it's six to one for the penalties now. And I mean, they weren't... You don't have to call in on they them, weren't, but just, come on. This is uh, a game, just possibly game to penalty. I don't know penalty. if they were really questionable calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like the ones that we took in Musha in the second game, yeah, they were penalties... I thought maybe there could have been a couple more for Moostra. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe were a little questionable, but I mean, the penalties we took were, were penalties. And it was older guys. Like Cole took a tripping penalty. He stuck the, his stick right in, in the guy's legs and basically can open him. And he's yeah. doing the old, old arms up, right? Like, yeah. well, yeah, you're guilty <laughs> when you do that. So, like, it's obvious. So, it's yeah. still even the older guys, right? It's Yeah. But that being said, uh, to... To play like that in the first period, be up two nothing, let them come back and tie it up at two two, and then show that resilience on our side to to get that third goal and, and the win. Yeah, and then I think the late pe- penalty kill as well to really bear down. I asked Cole and Pratt about that. You know, coming back, having that dominating period, them coming back tying it up, and then us getting the late goal. Yeah, and the penalty kill. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was a fun. I was stoked after game one. I thought, shit, yeah. we are back. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was exciting. I know we're not, they're all going to be awesome and, and like that, but it was just nice. It was just, that's why you like hockey, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, a it was fun, entertaining. Fun, entertaining game. It really was. Uh, now, into game two, unfortunately, I was, and this is why this episode, it's a little late. I was, had to be away for work. I was in Ottawa, just got back early this morning. Yeah, this morning, early, late, last night, whichever you want to say. So I actually didn't get a chance to see the game in Moose Jaw. Um, well, it didn't even work on WHL Live, live Saturday night, so I couldn't watch it live. I ended up watching it last night. So I was just following along and saw oh, 2 nothing, 4 nothing after 2. Uh, from what you did see? Again, hot start. Like yeah. first there wasn't a whistle for three minutes until we took a penalty. <laughs> but I mean we were dominating again first three minutes and then we take a penalty. Like yeah. we were controlled the whole play. It looked like Friday night all over again. Okay. And then boom, penalty. And I mean from a just looking at the stats, forty six shots, twenty six yeah. shots, eighteen in the first, fifteen in the second, thirteen in the third. We only gave up five shots in the third period. So there must have been a pretty strong push there. There was. It, it was, you know, we didn't score till five minutes to go. 
actually was listening to the game in the car. I just happened to be out, and so I threw it on. And then Stanek gets one. It just he just went to the net. Yeah, I saw the highlight of it. Could it yeah. nice just yeah, go to the goal. net. Yeah. yeah, Garrett Wright tried to wrap around, and it was just loose, and he just yeah put it in. And then the second goal was pretty ugly. Just a shot from Crane from like the hash, far ha- like the outside hash, and just fooled Birkin, I think, or whatever happened. And then all of a sudden it's four two, and then all of a sudden it just kind of came on for the Pats. And then an empty netter, right? Yeah, so we, it was well, we got the one. third one. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. got the third one, and then, yeah, and then they got an empty netter with like a second to go. So. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it was again the penalties kind of just killed the momentum. Yeah. Well, something to work on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's nice to see that positive energy and and the skill, the, the domination they can can have, and. I guess if you can identify that it's the penalties, but you know, last year it was maybe a little bit more excusable because it was we were playing um, younger guys, yeah, and thing. they were just outmatched, outskilled physically. Yeah, but they had to rely on yeah, clutching and, and grabbing and, and hooking. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I looked at the average age, and we're not that young compared to everybody else in the division like we're all pretty much about the same age despite the Mm -hmm. you know not misconception but you know you think Saskatoon oh they're a little older well not really and we're not that young like yes we're young on the back end yeah but our forwards like we got the 320s we got uh, four 19s forwards three or four so like you know there's six guys Mm -hmm. up front that Mm -hmm. are 19 or 20 so we've got an older you know, kind of forward base. So, and speaking of those older guys, what? How many points did we count up? They had in that first game, oh, six or seven. Like, yeah, they're they're gonna have to lead this team, I think, for the first little, little while yeah. here. Yeah, and they are. I mean, there's no yeah doubt. Like, we need like I was thinking about this earlier today. We kind of need a season from those three guys, like what Mustra had. Yeah from their top line last yeah. year. I yeah. mean, I don't expect 100 points from them all. Right. But, I mean, we need them to dominate kind of like what those three did, Tracy and uh, yeah, and the 220s. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice now. I mean, there's the point leadership, but the leadership for discipline as well. Yeah. It's got to be addressed. And it's got to yeah. be not addressed, but, I mean, like they got to really focus on that. Pratt's a good guy to do it. He won our... Sportsmanship Player yeah. of the Year last year. Yeah, so he, and how many penalties did he have? Ten penalty minutes? Like it, it was, was like minuscule. Yeah, it was like under ten. It was like single digits. It was wasn't ridiculous. It? I. It was. We both when we saw that we had to look it up. Yeah, it was a very. Small and then he number. did have that one five minute, whatever yeah. penalty or ten minute misconduct yeah. or something that doesn't actually yeah. count towards your penalty minutes because it was just a misconduct. But yeah, it was very very few penalties. Anything else you want to talk about those games? Uh, not really. Uh, Paddock looked good. I didn't. Re- I seen the report that he's day to day upper body, yeah. so I don't. I didn't really see anything happen. I didn't notice anything happen to Johnson in the game either. No, no, I saw him on the report too, and I. So they called up keeper. So if yeah, he's here, ready to go if Paddock can't go. 
Uh, so I'm not saying he'll start, but he's yeah. here to back up yeah. if Paddock can't back up, right? Yeah. So we might see the new guy. Okay, before we go on to next week, the game's coming up. I picked out another interesting stat of the week, kind of tied into player involved in something this week as well. So from last year, who was our top in plus minus? I'll give you a a little second to think about that, okay? Well, I know that one because he told me earlier. (laughs) Okay, well, for everyone else, okay, you get a little bit to think about it. And he's, hint, he was the only one in positive numbers. Yeah, yeah. So while you're thinking about that, the Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Conexus. Savings, checkings, GIC, budget, RSP, RRSP, TFSA, mutual funds, credit score, emergency funds, variable versus fixed rates, compound interest, retirement. The list goes on. It's time to make some sense of all of it. At Conexus Credit Union, they want to help. Financial literacy is critical life skill, giving you the knowledge and confidence to make smart, responsible decisions about your money. Visit ConnexusMoneyTalk.ca to find expert advice, tips, and solutions for all your life stages and events and increase your financial literacy knowledge confidence today. Okay. I don't know if either of us really have any spare money at the moment. (laughs) Nope. Both bought new cars today. Yeah, basically. Yeah. This week, so... Yeah, making it rain. Though. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Big uh, podcast money coming in here. <laughs> right. We might yeah, need another right. dozen ads or something yeah. to actually another, make some money on this. But um, Yeah, a couple 10,000 listeners more. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> share, anyway, share away. So back to our uh, interesting stat of the week. Plus three was the top last year, and that was Steven Zonnefeld. So when he was uh, moved back down, I commented that I was a little bit surprised. I thought, I don't know, I felt that he was a decent player and I didn't fully expect him to go back down, but I don't know, there were, there were people that said, yeah, he, he was the kind of the guy on the bubble and, and it wasn't terribly surprising. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have any real high upside to him, but I thought he had, was a solid defender and this was out of uh, i think 40 some games a plus three on that team yeah he was the only positive right yeah there was someone at zero okay and then i just yeah lots of (laughs) negatives yeah i mean plus minus isn't the greatest stat either but it it is indicative yeah you know we gave up a lot of goals last year yeah and if you're plus three on a team that gave up a ton of goals that (laughs) says something maybe we're just take short shifts yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but yeah, for the only guy to be plus, that's yeah. uh, a little yeah. impressive. Uh, the other movement was Dean McNabb to Winnipeg. Uh, so going into the season, we we knew one of them would be on the move. My feeling was that it would have been it would have been um, a Paddock to a maybe a contender that needed that goaltender uh, goaltending, especially with his experience that he had in the in the Memorial Cup. He showed uh, what he can bring. Last year was a bit of a down year, especially, well, the start of the year was. The second half of the season, he really picked it up. But we saw McNabb go over to Winnipeg. Um, not too much in return for him. Was it? No, their start it was like a seventh or an eighth. Yeah. Either way, it went. But yeah, their starter's out for a while. So they're looking for, they were looking for somebody, another body. 
And I think he he played game one, right? I believe so. Chances are so. Yeah, they got their first win as a an organization. They won in Brandon, and then they lost. They lost in at home. So I don't think I don't know if they played a game in between that and then and. No, I think it was just the home and home. I believe okay. I don't even remember who who won which game, but it was one. They the they game. won. They haven't won at home yet. Okay. No. But first up on the Friday we have uh, PA in town. They're one and one. They had a home and home with Saskatoon. Oh, one more thing on that McNabb trade. So I heard Phil talking on Sports Cage. I think it was. Yeah. To we had to trade him before the season started. Okay. Or else there would have been the conditions on the second pick were would change. So there was some sort of conditions that we would have had to give up a higher pick um, if we kept them into the regular season. Because we gave up an eighth and a conditional fifth. So yeah. what the conditions were exactly, if we had to move it up to a third or oh. if it was the fifth and then if we traded them, it's actually only a seventh now or something like that. I don't know. He didn't really go into details, but that's why the move was made before the season began. Okay. I mean, like, maybe they still trade Paddock at the dread deadline. You never know. But it true. seems a little more unlikely now that we're just going to ride him out this year and into next year, I that's think. That's true. Yeah. But then as as soon as we got rid of McNabb, we brought in... Danton Bellick. From Everett. Yeah. And yeah. He, he don't, he's out of Manitoba, so he'd only played a couple games with them. Right. You know, it's yeah. They're not out here very often, so it's a little bit tough to get him into games into Everett, but yeah, basically it's just, it was just basically straight up McNabb for him. The picks were basically pretty much identical. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so yeah, he doesn't have much experience, but uh I don't, I think and obviously they like him better than keep uh Pizzenti already, right? Cuz he's the backup now. Yeah, I I think Pizzenti might might not have a spot anymore. Yeah, yeah, he might be just an emergency. And especially they brought in Keeper. Yeah, they've called up Keeper. Him. They brought on yeah. a 15-year-old as a as your backup now. So, yeah. yeah, I think that might be indicative of where that's going. Anyway, so back to PA, one yeah. and one. They, they had home and home with Saskatoon. I think they each, the visiting team won. Yes. Each I, one, yeah. So I took Saskatoon to win on Saturday night at home in my little Why wouldn't dub you? network picks. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, PA will come out strong. I'm like, Sestoon should, you know, they should, uh, you know, should win at home on Saturday night. But no, I would have thought so. They lost, so yeah. I'm 0 for 1 already. I would have picked the home team. I would have, yeah, I would have yeah. got both wrong. So, <laughs> um, I, I, so in, the, in our division, there's kind of that feeling of, the, the upper tier of PA, Saskatoon, and Brandon, and then the lower tier, us, Winnipeg, Moose Jaw. Jaw. Yeah. Do you, do you still feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. And PA just picked up uh, another 20 forward, Braden Watts, I believe his name, from Vancouver. Okay. Vancouver's loaded with 19s last year, so they've been right. dumping 20s. Uh, so that's a big pickup for them. So how do you feel going into this one? I'm still questionable on their goaltending, but it sounds like, you know, the first game 
He played pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they looked pretty good in the preseason when they were here. I mean, it wasn't the full rosters or full mm-hmm. yeah, regular they did season rosters, good. but yeah. they did look pretty good here. So it's going to be a tough game. It's Yeah, it will. They're the lower end of the top tier, I think, but um, yeah. it's going to be... It's going to be a tough game, I think, for us. It's and not then, unwinnable like it was last year. No, it isn't. And then uh, it all depends on our goaltending situation as well. If we're starting right. a young guy, well, not yeah. he's not that young, but a guy that doesn't have much experience in the league. Yeah. Yeah, that could be the big question mark for this one is Paddock's status. Yeah, because we're going to rely on him now, especially if McNab- now that McNabb's gone, right? Yeah. We don't have a last year, it s- felt like you could plug and play either. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We were comfortable with either guy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, so I guess we'll see. Um, if Paddock's playing one of the two, it'd be nice for him to play that and then sit the Winnipeg yeah, Winnipeg game. So speaking of Winnipeg coming in here one and one, again, they, they, I think they swapped wins at each other's barns. Mm-hmm. Um, my opinion of Winnipeg is they're not a team to be sleeping on. Uh, so we're ranking them in the bottom tier here, but... I don't, you know, it'd, it'd be nice. I don't know. We still, it doesn't sound like anybody really knows the story on Matt Savoy. Sounds like he's going to get 30, 35 games. So I don't know if those are going to be home oh, games. home, yeah. Or what? Or maybe these kind of like little quick trips to Regina or Moose Jaw or Saskatoon kind of thing, right? I mean, it sounds so, like he's playing, I think he's playing at rink. Uh, that's their... Uh, like CCCS, it's HL team in Winnipeg. Okay. Because he played in Edmonton at NAX last year in Midget. Okay. Like he was playing up, whereas everybody else his age is playing Bantam. So I don't know if he's playing Midget at rank this year. So he's kind of close and he's going to be available to them kind of like for those home games or these quick little yeah. trips to Saskatchewan. Yeah, I... I'd like to see him. I mean, there's been so much talk. He hasn't really done much yet. No, not yet. In Nothing league. in the preseason, really. No, no. I mean, I watched a little bit of him in the Canada Winter Games, and I watched a little bit of him at the Alberta Cup, and he didn't... The Alberta Cup, he didn't seem too... Uh, I don't know. He I don't know if it, didn't stand out? No. I, yeah. Like, and he's playing kids his age only his age like that's all 14s or i guess some of them will be 15 in the spring but 14 um hockey age yeah i don't know if he was too interested in playing that because he's playing midget and he's playing 15 16 17 year olds all season then he goes down and plays that but yeah alberta cup or um canada winter games he looked a little better in the one game i saw he looked a little better and that is again that same age group um, but it's a little more higher stakes there. Mm-hmm. Kind of you're playing for your province kind of thing and it's a big event. And where's Krebs at? Yeah, that's the thing. Like if he if he's he if he started the season with them, he uh he was a difference maker with them last year. You could he stood yeah. out, you know, we both could see that. But he has a slice to kill his tendon. So now it's not a torn Achilles, it was Apparently it was sliced by a skate, so it's not a rehab as lengthy as mm-hmm. tearing your Achilles because mm-hmm. that's a that's a tough when tough did injury. That in the summer, 
Okay. So I don't. The re, it sounds like the return isn't as long mm-hmm. because they can repair it, and it's not like he wrecked the Achilles. Like it just got yeah. cut, right? Yeah. So you can. I mean, it's not easy. The rehab isn't going to be easy for him. So I don't. I don't know what the timetable on his okay. return is. I don't. I didn't see it in the report if they actually listed him or not. Okay. But I'll look that up right now. Otherwise, you got uh, Cole Muir there, another good player, and Dean McNabb. So they're not a – yeah, they're not a team – some people had them way at the bottom. Other I've seen, I think uh, – I may have had them at the bottom in my – You had them at the bottom, but – Preview. Um, Rod Peterson, I think, had them even – yeah, he making was just the playoffs, throwing him out well, there. Yeah. <laughs> he put Brandon last just because he doesn't like Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that game, uh, I mean, that's a winnable game. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that should be a good game. Either I'm way. excited to see this. I'm actually kind of excited to see Winnipeg because they were last year was such a shitty situation for the the whole organization, right? Like how it went down with them. The move and yeah, the whole the whole yeah, energy that was, around that team was, I think, kind of crappy. So, uh, fresh start for them. I'd like to see, and really, they are potentially building something. Building something there. So yeah, like so, you know, with getting Savoy and Connor Geeky, number yeah, yeah, top two guys there, first yeah. two picks of the draft. You know, that's a good base, right? Totally. You can start. You got Krebs. For, I mean, he'll be there this year. I'm sure he'll be back next year. I don't see him. Like, I don't think he'd be making the NHL, but you never know. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that we could report on him. It just says attending NHL camp, so there's no injury status there. Is he at a camp? I think he's in Vegas, getting doing his rehab or oh, whatever. Okay. Right? He's he's not here. Okay. Okay. What else you got? Uh, kind of other stuff, other topics. Don't really have much else on the Pats, I don't think. That's no, I think I think we're good for Pats, Pats news this week. Yeah, a couple things. Or our buddy, our PIM leader from last year, Coltrane <laughs> Wilson. That was the interesting statistic of the week last week. week. Yeah, it was so. who had the most PIMs in the dub last year, and it was Coltrane Wilson. From the Hurricanes. If anyone... You, it shouldn't be a surprise. Once I read it, I thought, oh, my God. Court. <laughs> yeah, so total. I was listening to Keynes this week, the podcast there, and they were talking about him. He's like, oh, yeah, well, he's going to miss the first game of the season. Oh, why is that? Well, well he got suspended <laughs> in the preseason. Like, he's already, I don't know if he's going for back-to-back titles here or, you know, oh. he just keeps the belt. Yeah. Oh, those <laughs> yeah, belts exactly. are nice. But, and the pin belt, yeah. Yeah, so. Good for him. Yeah, well, whatever. That's what he's into. <laughs> And then actually kind of not breaking news, but, you know. Quasi, it, yeah, it quasi, was today. Quasi news tonight. Uh, Ryan Hughes got traded from Sastoon. Kind of a interesting deal. Like, they had an abundance of overagers. Yeah. So, they had to a, deal somebody. He was, uh, what, 69 and 60 games last year yeah, or something like that? Yeah, he was a point like a game Yeah, player. at least a point a game. And you think uh, a team such as Saskatoon that, could potentially be poised for a push here. I don't know if you call it a push at the start of the season already, but 
I mean, they're ranked number three in CHL, which, I mean, take those for what they're worth, but they have some potential, obviously. And to deal away a guy like that. But it sounds like there's some more to it. Well, yeah, you don't know. You never know. Like, it sounds like they chose Riley McKay over him. And Riley McKay, I don't know, he had 12 goals last year. You know, nothing spectacular. 15 assists, 27 points, 68 games. So nothing spectacular. It's kind of like, oh, well. So, you know, it's a question mark. You're dealing him away. They got a couple, but a third and a fourth back. So a couple decent. high is a second? Was it a second? Okay, sorry. They got some decent picks regardless. Yeah, so I don't know if they're, you know, trying to dump a 20, get some value. And maybe someone made the offer. Yeah. And that's tough to Well, GM knows him from Portland because they got him from Portland and Kamloops GM was the assistant in Portland. So there is some history there. Okay. So, yeah, maybe Portland was trying to make the move there. Yeah. So, yeah, you never know. It's maybe they're they're moving him because he's got value and they're looking to make a move because they had to move somebody. And obviously yeah. he has more value yeah. than, say, Riley McKay. Yeah, that's true. So who knows, right? And it's, move him out of division too. Yeah, long ways away. Yeah, yeah. You only play, like, shouldn't affect your... Season, yeah, yeah right. not like sending play Dean McNabb twice. to Winnipeg. Yeah, <laughs> no, they only play him once. Once, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's about all I got. I think. Okay. Good. So, just uh, two games the this Friday and Friday then, Sunday. Yeah, nice Sunday game. Post like game skate. Yes, post game skate. If you're into that, yeah. We still haven't up. figured out if you have to have a kid <laughs> to go on and do it or not. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. Mine's usually kind of winding down by the end of the game. If he is that <clears throat> does attend one of those afternoons, it's what because they wrap around around seven, and that's getting close to yeah wind down time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, if there's but nothing else, we'll wrap it up it, for the yeah. night, and uh, we'll see you guys at the rink. Good one. Have a good one.